Good morning, everyone. This is Judith Hickok. You're listening to Mad Love. It's Monday walk time. I didn't really want to walk today. I mean, I wanted to walk, but I can't tell you how badly my foot hurts um, after walking. <laughs> and so I think I have a bit of plantar fasciitis. And when I get finished with the walk, it's like, oh. But um, anyway, I'm out here because, you know, it's good for me. And as I monitor my glucose, I don't think there's anything more effective um, than exercise. Walking, um, getting out, uh, getting on a bike, anything to burn glucose, it really works. It's really been helping. Um, I, in a lot of ways, haven't felt better in a long time. It's, you know, the physical stuff like the hurting foot, but in terms of energy, I feel great, and I really feel empowered with my glucose monitor because I understand more about how to eat. You know what I mean? Like the choices I'm making just feel better. They make more sense, um, that kind of thing. So anyway, I uh, like I told you, I got off TikTok. I... Listen, all of these social media companies use your information. And in America, it's obvious that they're using it to sell you things. I'm not sure I need the Chinese government uh, going into my account, turning on my cell phone, microphone whenever they want, or uh, the video whenever they want. Basically, TikTok is owned by the Chinese government. Yes, people say, oh, it's a company that owns it. Yeah, but China's communist, which means they can, the government owns it. There is no freedom uh, to own your own company in China, just like Cuba, just like Russia. They come in and, you know, I remember when I was in school, I thought, oh, the idea of living communally sounded great. But these governments don't do it that way. They're really just dictatorships, it sounds like. So anyway, I don't need China checking out my phone whenever they want to. So I just sort of gave gave TikTok back to TikTok. And I was an addict, dude. I love TikTok. I would, if it was an American company, I would still be on it. But it's not by accident that it's designed to be so... Uh, intoxicating and addictive, and but it's owned by a, com- uh, a country that really is opposed to everything we are. So it's sort of like they're using our Americanness against us. No thanks. So uh, over the weekend, had a good weekend, and I went back and watched one of my all-time absolute favorite movies. Um, one thing about having older siblings, you know, I got exposed to a lot of things that probably shouldn't have (laughs) been watching. This wasn't too bad, but I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 when the Big Chill came out, but I loved it. I loved the soundtrack. I loved the movie. I thought it was funny. I remember getting most of the jokes. Nothing really went over my head. And there was some sex in it, but nothing major. 
And it had a really heavy theme. I mean, it centered around uh, a character suicide. And while I didn't completely understand the gravity of all of that at that age, I love the movie. So I've been thinking about it because I have family who's recently moved to South Carolina and I love South Carolina. And I remember that the Big Chill was filmed in South Carolina. And I was like, oh, that's right, Carolina does film. So I've just been thinking about it. Sorry, I'm on a hill. Thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And so I rewatched it. And it's still just a lovely, funny, it holds up. It holds up. This film is what, 38 years old, 39 years old? Something crazy like that. And it's just, it's so good. Because the core principle, it's about friendship. And I don't know, something about friendship and uh, being around people who you know, who know you, no matter what, where you are in your life. These people knew you when you were in college. So they sort of know a version of you that maybe the rest of the world doesn't know. Anyway, it still resonates. And I saw it when I was a kid. And I've seen it, of course, over the years, but I don't think I've seen it in the last 10 years. And it's one of my favorites. So, oh, sorry, the hill. So it's streaming on uh, HBO Max. So I was just so happy to find it. And I still love it. And I hope nobody redoes it. I just, I hate all these remakes, but I, it just hit all the right tones. And it was very much some 60s hippie stuff. Um, and I'm fine with people redoing a version of it. Just don't touch the original. Don't try to redo or do a black version. Just write a whole nother version of it. And call it something else. <laughs> Make another movie. Leave that one alone. But uh, it's funny and dramatic. And I think some of my favorite movies are like that because I was thinking it's not a flat-out comedy. Every line isn't like, <laughs> but it has got funny parts in it. And that's how my life is. I'm telling you, my brother... My brother is the sibling that's been, one of my brothers has been the sibling that's bipolar. And there's nothing fun about bipolar disorder. There's nothing fun about caring for someone with bipolar disorder when they're not on their medication. It's, t it's tough. It's hard. And it's been something that's been a part of my life since 1981. You know, I was a very young kid when it was first introduced to me that he had it. He had a real break and it was scary. And he's managed to forge a life for himself. That's kind of impressive. But the bipolar doesn't go away, it's still there. And uh, I'm saying all that to say, as horrifying as, as that is to deal with at times, we also as a family have some really hilarious stories around it because that's how life is. You know, some things are, are difficult and challenging, but that doesn't mean 
that they're not funny, that you don't have some laughs, that things uh, are 100% serious the whole time. Because uh, I'll tell you what, it's really hard. This is going to sound wrong, but it's really hard to not laugh sometimes. You know, if you're talking to someone who's in a in a mania episode deep, you start to feel like something's wrong with you, you know? And there have been many times when I was like, oh my God, if I keep talking to him like this, I'm going to think something's wrong with me. And that's funny, you know? You start having an argument with somebody who's, you know, mentally ill, you, it's, it's a weird sensation. And every time I tell a story, people be like, ah, <laughs> you know, that wasn't really a story, but I have stories. And there was one time I was talking to him and I was like, if I don't stop talking to you and thinking you're, this is, none of this is making sense. And that's the weird part. You think you're, you're landing good information on that person and they're looking at you like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm going to pretend it's weird. I can't describe it. I have to do a whole podcast dedicated to dealing with bipolar disorder. It's I've had a quite a unique experience, front row seat to it, and it's something. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's important right now to take care of our health. Monkeypox is on the rise. But how about they didn't tell us it was sexually transmitted to like, see, they didn't want it to be like HIV. Because people, the way they marketed marketed or talked about HIV initially was it's just all gay men and only only gay men are going to get it so don't worry and then it was like wait a minute though it gets in your blood everybody got blood and so now I've heard a bunch about monkeypox but I never heard anything about the uh gay part so this is just strange we are in some really interesting times I feel like if if we can survive all of this, everybody's going to have a real testimony. Some very interesting shit to say. My goodness. So, I don't know. Just be careful. Take care of your health. Your body is designed to fight off diseases. So, work on your immune system. Get good exercise. Meditate. Do all the things that you need to do. uh, Increase your immunity because that's important. And, uh, you know, pray for me and I'll pray for you. So that would be a good idea. And let me see. One more thing. What did I want to talk about? I forgot. Anyway, I hope people are staying encouraged. This is a very discouraging time. I could get it if you, if you wanted to just give up. But don't. Because... Hard times make us interesting. Hard times keep us uh, motivated and challenged to keep trying things and maybe be a better version of ourselves than we've ever been. And maybe that's why we're going through all this. Maybe that's the challenge to be better versions of ourselves, the best versions of, of our human selves that we could ever possibly be. And if we don't get pushed, we'll never change. We'll never evolve. You know, the whole reason why people are evolving, the whole point of evolution is 
to, you know, move forward or die. And it just feels like we are in an evolutionary period right now, spiritually and physically. So hang in there. Only God knows what you were put here to do. You're special. You have a gift. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. And as long as it's not really harming people, and it really is helping people, that's your gift. So grow it. And uh, yeah, stay encouraged. If you can stay encouraged during these days, you might deserve an Olympic medal for encouragement. <laughs> because this is tough. We got war, we got pox, we got pandemics, but God is still in control. That's what I believe. And sometimes my friends have to remind me of that. So just hang in there. All right. Have a wonderful Monday. And uh, yeah, August, it's, it's coming in hot. So let's go. Let's go.